Welcome to Habits You Love, a thought-provoking podcast about self-love, self-healing, and spiritual evolution. I'm Kayla Fazio, the host, and I take you on the journey of my own trauma healing and share real, raw, and authentic life situations. My mission is to expand your mind to what you think is possible for you and provoke thoughts of looking at your own healing you may need and help you discover the power you have within you to build healthy habits and create a life you love. If you haven't yet, click the follow button and leave a review. Also, check out my website, www.habitsyoulove.com, where you can find even more resources, healing practices, and support. Now, let's get to the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Habits You Love. I'm so glad you are here. Hopefully, you are on your own journey of learning to love your habits, which is what this podcast is all about. Self-healing, self-discovery, self-reflection, coming back to you. So all the tips, tools, practices, maybe terms and definitions you've never heard before, all on a mission to help you with your self-healing and discovery. This topic today, again, love talking about this. It's something that I have been really researching more of in the last couple of years years. It's something I was not aware of for the majority of my life until I was about 29, 30 years old. But I'm so glad, even though I consider it to be late in life, it's still pretty early to recognize this topic that we're going to discuss tonight. And the topic is generational trauma, generational patterns, or even curses, if you will. But that is what we are going to talk about today. So if you don't know anything about it, you're going to learn a lot. If you do know something about it, maybe something will spark in you to actually make some shifts and start to become aware and self-reflect on your childhood, on your current life now, and see if you think some generational trauma may be the source of things going on in your life. So let's get right into it. Um, Have you ever noticed how we tend to recognize and state the physical attributes that we get from our parents or family? Like you have your mom's eyes, you have your dad's nose, your grandma's personality, whatever it is, those are physical attributes, right? But there's so much more that we inherit that we don't see. This includes our family's emotional history, our parents or grandparents, their anxieties, their fears, their prejudices, phobias, and oftentimes all of these things become yours too, passed down through behaviors, maybe some cultural expectations, or even your genes. But this is the part of our lives that does not get talked about openly. Everyone will talk about the color of your eyes and the skin tone that you have and the personality you may have, or you remind them of someone. But most of the time, emotional trauma gets swept under the rug, never to bring it up or ignored. And most of the time people do not even recognize what is happening. So for me in my life, the, and I've said this in a previous podcast, but the occasional joke that my dad would say to me and my sister would be like, if my mom was just acting ridiculous or silly or came across, you know, not smart. My dad would jokingly, jokingly, you know, subconsciously, there may be some more reason behind it, but he would say, Kayla, please don't end up like your mother. And it was never discussed that I or we may have been repeating behaviors or patterns that had been in our family 
for generations. But again, my family does not openly discuss deep conversation. We have very little communication when it comes to anything other than surface level things in our life, you know, important events that go on or funny pictures or how are the kids doing and all the things. So there is has never been this connection that I felt like I could go to really especially my parents and just have a conversation like a deep meaningful conversation with them so it's not a surprise that I didn't stop and realize just how my parents and the generations of emotional history had an impact on me but I also don't know very much about my family history. So this is definitely something at the end of the episode I'm going to encourage you to do is really start to question your family history because it doesn't just stop with every single person. Things are thread into each and every one of our lives from our ancestors. So this is also known as ancestral trauma. So I don't know a ton about my parents' family history or their parents' history, like my great-grandparents, like hardly anything. I was trying to put some bullet points together and I know like two things about my mom and two things about my dad and like their family. So that's really about it. So a few things on my mom's side. What I do know is apparently there have been four suicides on my mother's side of the family. And again, I don't know if these are like successfully or attempted, but apparently that's the number running around in my family side, my mom's family side, is four suicides in the family. Also, her dad, her granny, <laughs> it was a very serious person. And he definitely was. He was very serious, came across very stern. He was in the Navy. And still to this day, granny said he was not like a deep emotional person and could never let his guard down. So therefore, my mom probably couldn't either. Granny has also told me she wished she would have known all the things she knows now about parenting and the world and that she was super young when she had both of her kids and didn't quite know exactly how to raise them emotionally. I think my grandma was 19 when she had my mom and then two years later had her second child. So very young in a different, whole different time of life. So you also have to think about like the times of society and what is socially accepted and what's not. And I feel like, you know, therapy and mental health is becoming way more mainstream than it was back in the day. So I do have to feel very grateful for that. But if this does not stop in the lineage, this would just keep going. So that's pretty much all I know on her side. I also don't know very much information on my dad's side. One thing that really sticks out to me on my dad's side was that apparently my dad's dad, my grandpa, never told my dad he loved him. So he never said, I love you, David, or I love you, son. I think he may have said it once or twice before he passed away a few years ago, but Again, clearly not a sentimental, deep person that was comfortable with his feelings or showing his emotion towards his own children. My dad has six other siblings and I have so many cousins on my dad's side. And we spent a majority of our childhood hanging out with my dad's family and all the cousins. We also spent a lot of time with my mom's parents, Granny and Pop, which is crazy because they actually never lived in the same state as us. They always lived in Texas as far as I've known. But somehow we were really close with them because they really, really made an effort with us. But outside of those couple facts, I really don't know much more than that. So clearly the emotional intelligence does not go very far or deep in either side of my family. So how did I start to recognize how this affected me? Well, I was not taught or encouraged to express emotions, clearly. I was not taught how to feel feelings 
and I was not taught boundaries. So when your parents don't know how to do any of these things, it's hard for them to teach them and pass this knowledge on, right? So let's get into what generational trauma even is. So in the same way that, you know, generations pass on genetic characteristics to you, they can also pass along acquired or epigenetic characteristics born out of emotionally charged traumatic experiences. So this is called a generational trauma or ancestral trauma, and it can be a powerful influence throughout your entire life from the day you were born, actually even before you were born, which will get into in a little bit. And it can also increase your vulnerability to a number of mental health conditions, which is so scary. It's really, really present in families where there have been significant emotional traumas such as divorce or tragic accidents or losses, abandonment, parental incarceration, substance abuse, a death by suicide, or even the death of a family member that happened really early on. Another form of generational trauma, which I personally believe that this is kind of what I relate to more so because there really wasn't a lot of traumatic experiences in my childhood that I can remember at all. I mean, there was no divorce. There was no death. I think um, we did have if close family friends of ours had a death in their family. There was no substance abuse. My parents didn't drink. There was no <laughs> incarceration. So nothing traumatic happened in my childhood. But another form of generational trauma can be negative parenting behavior. So when parents themselves have unresolved trauma, their parenting can be negatively impacted by depression or there could be substance abuse, mental illness, or other conditions. So they can become less attuned as parents and model negative coping skills. And they may even become perpetrators of their own trauma. So again, like I didn't witness anything major or catastrophic, but I think slowly over time, I saw and witnessed the coping skills that my parents had or lack thereof, you know, all the things that I didn't learn are things that I didn't see or witness or get taught. So because they weren't doing them, right? So maybe you're thinking, oh, I haven't had any, I haven't experienced severe trauma firsthand. And honestly, until I was 25, when my mother did commit suicide, I hadn't either. So in a way, I was kind of sheltered from all this because I just thought everything was smooth sailing. Of course, we had our, our differences and our fights, but I never thought it would be trauma or something had to do with emotions. I thought it was just life, (laughs) which, you know, even if you haven't experienced trauma firsthand, you can still suffer symptoms of PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, or other mental health issues. Like again, depression, anxiety, low self-esteem, dissociation from yourself, hypervigilance, shame, guilt, and more, which all could stem from emotional trauma. I'm not sure if you have ever heard this fact or really understood the depths of it, but this is such an interesting fact that I never really comprehended until now. So all the eggs a woman will carry form in her ovaries while she is a fetus in her her mother's womb. Crazy. So in other words, when your mom was in your grandma's womb, she carried at the time the egg that eventually became you. So this means that a part of you, your mother and your grandmother all share the same biological environment. So in a sense, you were exposed to the emotions and experiences of your grandmother even before you were conceived. How crazy is that? (laughs) So you are experiencing 
some of the trauma that your grandmother had passed down to your mom, passed down into you, all while you could still be in the womb or not even conceived yet. So we don't just inherit our skin tone or the color of our eyes or how tall we are like our parents. We can also inherit our family's story, their narrative, and their views about life. So picture like a big family tree and we may represent the green like beautiful leaves but the branches that bring life into us are grounded in our ancestors deeply embedded roots so there's a part of them that continues to live on with us whether we are aware of this or not families with a history of unresolved trauma depression anxiety addiction they may continue to pass on these coping strategies and distrustful views of life onto future generations So we can repeat the same patterns and attitudes of former generations, regardless of whether they are healthy or not. So, you know, while it's a noble thing to be like, I want to carry on my family's legacy, (laughs) like, uh, you know, we have this legacy in our family and this is just the way we do things and this is the way we act and blah, blah, blah. There could also be unresolved conflict and baggage to sort through and clean up before you want to carry on this legacy. So this is where the dedication to myself came in. Like I can almost physically see and feel the point at which I was breaking these traumas. It was when I was so tired of acting and feeling the way I was. I was so out of control with my life, with my feelings. I always ended up in horrible situations that I let linger too long and then they would always end bad because I didn't have the boundaries to one, stop the event or situation from happening altogether. And then two, I didn't have the communication skills to end things on good terms. So I was pretty much like this yes woman. Like I just like got into these situations and I didn't think of the repercussions and I didn't think of is is this a good thing or a bad thing? Is this going to hinder me or help me? And I would just end up in these situations and then I let them linger and linger and linger until I could tell that by each point of time, every month or year that went by, I was like, okay, this actually isn't a good situation. I need to get out, but I don't know how to tell the person that I want to get out or whatever it may be. So I didn't have the boundaries to stop them from happening altogether. And I didn't have the communicative skills to end things on good terms. So double whammy of awesomeness here (laughs) in my life, right? So while I could sit here and I could blame other people, I could blame my parents, I could blame my grandparents for the way that I am. It's also not their fault either. So I realized it was going to be up to me, myself, and I to become aware enough of the traumas, behaviors, and patterns that I had been carrying over from and for my parents and then to put an end to them. So how this like feels in my mind, it just, it's so crazy. I just can like physically feel this, but it feels like I've been driving down this old familiar road and I just completely veered off from it. I was like, skirt. I'm like, I'm taking another way. I don't like this road. It's boring. It's familiar. It's not good. It's not leading me to anywhere where I want to go. It's, I got to get off this road, you know? So that's, that's the only way I can describe it, how it feels to me. And while I love my parents, like I'm so grateful for all the good times that they gave us and the way that provided for us. I know I could have had it a lot worse, like a lot. Like we grew up very middle class, 
my dad made very good money. My mom got to be a stay-at-home mom of four children. We had all of our needs met. Like there was never a point in time that I could remember. I think early, early in my childhood, there was some struggle and stress, but there was never a point in time when I couldn't do something that I wanted to do. I, I mean, the the means were always there for me to do something. But, you know, again, the physical needs were met. The emotional needs were not. So here I am out of my parents' house and I have to learn how to do life and how to navigate and how to get, get by without my parents. You know, from one to 18, you you rely on your parents for pretty much everything. And as soon as you're out of the house, you need to have the life skills to handle anything that comes your way with relationships, with jobs, with money, with bad situations, whatever it may be. Like I just didn't have the emotional tools at all. I didn't even know what emotions were until like a couple years ago. And I think I've said that before. I was like, what's an emotion? I literally had to Google. What is an emotion? Like, and then I was like, oh yeah, I actually feel very angry. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the generational trauma for you. But once you open yourself up to the possibility that you can be more than what you were given, that you can play a different hand than what you were dealt, it's both the most challenging and the most beautiful thing. Because when you realize you have so much power over your feelings, your behaviors, your circumstances, your environments, and your relationships, it feels like you are limitless and not bound by this invisible bad karma that floats around your life and your kids' lives forever and ever and ever until someone breaks it, right? So you can stop, turn, and totally change the direction of your life with one decision, the decision to do it different than your parents. And I know I know people that strive to do things different than how they were raised, but the catch only on like a physical realm. So for instance, if you grew up poor or struggling, you strive to be rich. If you grew up seeing your parents in like toxic relationships or they're fighting or abusive, you strive to find a partner who isn't abusive and you may succeed at both of these things. And I see people, friends accomplish this all the time, but they still carry around the emotional trauma and they don't fully change on an emotional level. So they may have that amazing job and great success, but don't know how to keep a relationship because they behave out of control and don't have boundaries or whatever it may be. So like the emotional issues around relationships still isn't fixed or they have a great relationship, but the way they behave within the relationship is still the same behaviors their parents portrayed. So just because you you landed that great partner does not always mean that you won and you beat the trauma because you could still be playing out behaviors of what your parents were doing and their relationships into yours, even though your partner may not abuse you. So you're like, yay, I found a good one. But if you don't have boundaries, if you can't communicate, if you carry shame throughout your life, if you know, whatever the case may be, there's still some emotional things around there. You have to do all of the work. You have to do all the emotional work that still needs to be done. It all starts with the emotional work, not just trying to do the opposite, not just being like, I'm never going to be like my parents. So I'm going to do this okay, that's cool, but that does not change your behaviors, your patterns, your thoughts, the way you react to things. So how do we stop or combat generational trauma from clawing its way into all areas of our lives and our 
kids' lives and so on and so forth. So just as traumatic experiences can be passed down from one generation to the next, so can the capacity for overcoming the trauma and building resilience. So how do we do that? Here are just a couple of ways that we can combat and stop the cycle of generational trauma for good. So you might want to get a notepad out, maybe write a couple of these down because they're really good. So number one, you can open up a conversation with your parents about their lived experiences and how they cope. That's a really good one that may help you understand the way that they are and why they treated you the way that they did and then why you are the way you are. So it all starts with a simple conversation and then you might feel better knowing that as opposed to just thinking your parents are against you or horrible people or whatever the case may be, but that they actually have dealt with a lot of things that they've never shared. Then you can notice any embedded patterns, attitudes, or narratives from your family that you continue to portray. So this is where like stopping, reflecting, journaling, noticing, just being aware of anything you do throughout the day, your patterns, your habits, your behaviors, your attitudes, or narratives from your family that you continue to play out in your life. So start to notice those. Like something happens like, oh my gosh, wait, whew, what just happened? Why did I do that? And start to relay it back to your family. A third one, talk through these areas with a trusted friend, family member, or therapist and consider an alternative way of coping or communicating. So talking helps a lot. If you have ever held in something that you wanted to say and do you notice how the anticipation of this thing you want to say stresses you out more than the actual thing that you're going to say? I mean, it's it's like uh, it's like death when you're just waiting to tell someone something or you keep suppressing your emotions or thoughts about something and then that just starts eating you up more than the actual thing that's actually going to happen. So make sure you talk through everything you need to get out. Then you can cultivate a sense of empathy and compassion for your family and the struggles they endured. Despite their flaws, many of our ancestors worked hard so that we could have a better life. So this too should be celebrated and embraced. So yeah, like figure out, have that conversation with your parents about what they went through and maybe you would start to feel more compassion and empathy for them. And again, understand why they are the way they are, why they treated you in a certain way and why you are the way you are. We can also recreate a new narrative that you want your children to embody and believe about their family, themselves, and the world. So just by you doing all this work, you can now pass this on to your children and they could maybe know all of the things that you went through early on as their children. So they start to build different beliefs around their parents, which are you, around themselves and like just around the way the world is. Another thing is open and loving communication styles between generations help foster resilience and connectivity. So having that line of communication between you and your grandma will help foster resilience and be more connected to them when that you can fully understand stand and empathize with them. When survivors of trauma openly tell their story and when descendants are able to deal with their parents' traumatic past, new lines of healing communication open between them. So beautiful. And lastly, tell your children the terrible things that happened to you and whatever you know about what happened to your parents or your grandparents. They could be receiving all of these painful feelings from the past, not even their fault. So when you tell them the tragedies that have 
happened in your family, they may actually feel relief from it knowing that it was like, oh my gosh, well, I never knew that. Like I would have maybe been nicer to you if I would have known that you'd gone through all that. So especially if they make the connection that they've been carrying what belongs to you or to your parents or grandparents. So I wish I could go and talk to my mom. Like I I get some information from my grandma, her mom about some of the things that she went through. But like I would have loved to like sit down with my mom and just been like, why are you this way? And really, really get to know that and start to empathize with her. And again, I, I know some things that I definitely can pinpoint and connect her behaviors to, but still, I know she never opened up and talked about that with, with anyone that I knew of. So definitely, definitely important to talk to your children, make sure they know important things that went on in your family so that even right now they can like, again, build those beliefs about them and the family. And then maybe later down the road, they can pinpoint oh wait, okay, I'm acting like this because that one time my mom told me that blank, fill in the blank. So also some other ways that you can cope, combat, or stop generational trauma is therapies. There's multiple different ways you can get actual therapy. So like somatic therapy is a type of trauma therapy that involves paying close attention to your inner body sensations as a way to regulate emotions. Super, super cool. Also EMDR. I've never done this, but I've wanted to do it. I think my sister's done it. This is a therapy that can be very powerful for people who have been emotionally traumatized. It uses eye movements or other alternate hemisphere stimulation to remove the emotional charges or traumatic memories. So like, that's where, I don't know, I think they like, they move their finger back and forth in front of your face and your eyes has to have to follow it. And apparently this like brings up certain traumas that maybe you don't remember or to better know more of and have like a clearer picture of them. So those are two different types of therapies you can look into or ask your therapist about somatic therapy and EMDR. So I myself feel like I have maybe not fully combated the family generational trauma, but I have at least taken the initiative, taken the steps to become more aware of it and know that I'm definitely like veered off that road and traveling down a different road. So I haven't talked with my family or opened up to them about any of this. Like again, my family still does not have those deep conversations. So I don't know about anyone else, but like I find it very difficult to start the conversation with family about years of built up resentment and suppressed feelings. Like that would take (laughs) so freaking long. Like the only way this could ever happen would be if we had like a week long intervention where we all stayed in the same place and couldn't leave until we fully got everything out, right? So like my family is really close in a sense, but I know there's just like this underlying issue threading through each of us. And I know we each have something to say that we want to get out about our childhood, about our mom, and like it just doesn't get discussed. So maybe this will happen one day, but for now I have to control me and myself and do what's best for me despite how other people conduct their lives. So I encourage you if you are able to open up to someone because you feel comfortable enough doing so, like even though it might feel comfortable and you might have a little anxiety going into it, but if you think something good could come from having a conversation, I highly encourage asking your parents more information about their lives and on their family history. So try to open up that floodgate of answers that could greatly benefit you and your children's lives. Because again, self-awareness is the most important job you can do in this life. And everything you do, obtain, or attract is a reflection of your ability to know and understand 
yourself. So I hope this episode on generational trauma was helpful to you. Feel free to reach out to me with any questions or comments that you have. The ways that you can connect with me are going to be in the show notes, my website, my social medias, all the things. So really enjoyed this conversation and I'll see you guys next time. never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.